touchdown passes last year. This one's knocked up. Powers tips it to himself, and he'll score. Snaps it anyway. Greer lobs it in the air. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Here's a blast, and Klubnik didn't see it coming. He got blasted by Kalen Deloach, who has the ball and is heading toward the end zone. What is going on, everyone? It is College Football Talk. We are on episode 56, uh, mm-hmm. and we welcome you along here on our Tuesday show. A lot has happened since the last time we met. We had conference championships happen, playoff field is set, and uh, a lot of controversy around that, which we'll be getting into today. So, you know, we're not going to be diving too much into the conference championship games. Um, It is what it is. Texas, I think, I mean, Texas really stole the show against Oklahoma State. Bama beat Georgia. Unfortunately for some, and Florida State won and got shafted. So we're actually going to segue right into that because that's the big thing um, that's happening, being talked about all over. Actually, right mm-hmm. before that, subscribe, guys. 81 subscribers yep. right now. Let's get to 100 for sometime before the end of the year. Keep rolling mm-hmm. there. Like, we're enjoying it. We're enjoying like, this. Oh, yeah. Like the videos. Watch them. Subscribe on YouTube. Listen on Spotify. Shout out mm-hmm. Fortnite in the background of Dylan's thing on YouTube. Hey, man, Peter Griffin's in the game now, dude. I got to get that skin. I've been working. I'm grinding. <laughs> there you go. All right. So we're going to actually hop right into this here as I put that there. So as you can see on the field, if you're watching on YouTube, the playoff field is set. It is Michigan 1, Washington 2, Texas 3, and Alabama gets in at the 4 spot. Um, and this means FSU did not get in, even though they did go 13-0. and You won your title. did everything right, but the committee says – not going to let you in still couldn't get in the biggest factor i guess for them was the quarterback situation just overhauled everything else that they had done throughout the year and they put bama in after a a good win i mean probably the best win in all of college football this year beating georgia yeah but they they hop over fsu even though they have the one loss which was to texas and obviously Dylan's our FSU correspondent here. Not happy. He was. He's not happy. No. Now you know. You know. I don't think you can be happy in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it, it. Almost feels like to me and most other you know Florida State fans, players, everybody around. This season just didn't matter for these guys. You know what I mean? It's almost like the games they played didn't matter. What mattered at the end of the day was how how does their resume look against how did they look on paper against Alabama and on paper, Alabama played a harder schedule. Alabama had a better strength of schedule. They play the number one team. They get in. It's, 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 it's very heartbreaking because mm-hmm. we're going to see, you know, this team that quite frankly, just, if we just watch the Louisville game alone, probably had one of the best defensive lines in the country. And just oh, defenses in sure. general. Mm-hmm. I mean, they t- they turned that top twenty Louisville offense into well, quite frankly, they couldn't do anything on offense. Louisville. No, I mean they had and, a couple nice runs, but other than mm-hmm. that, 
it was a defensive shutdown. The biggest play of the game was a pick in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, just a complete shutdown on defensively. So, I mean, I feel I feel horrible for Mike Norvell, all the coaches, all the players. You know, because I think the worst part is pretty much what the committee more or less told Jordan Travis is that it's your fault your team missed the playoffs. Yeah. That you getting injured is the reason your team does not get a chance to compete for a national championship. And I think it, I think it also sets a horrible precedent for the future mm-hmm. that that in week in week 12 13 if a team really doesn't want to see another team go to the playoff just break their quarterback's leg they're not going. Or but now, you know, with the expanded playoff mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Teams are able now to have leeway. I mean, it's going to be yeah. like the NFL where you know you can afford to lose more than one or two games, but you know, it now it becomes do you start bringing in that uh, load management or yeah. you know senior day? Let's say senior day. We'll take the Jordan Travis example because you know yeah. they play North Alabama. You're not playing anybody mm-hmm. important week before yeah. senior day. Let him come out, do all that, and then just don't have him play. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's like is that what you lead us to end because now it's like if you're saying these games don't really matter, the games do matter. But say now it's like, well, if you're saying that we've done everything, mm-hmm. we'll just start sitting guys. We just won't schedule people because obviously we didn't do it. So yeah. we're just not going to, you know, we're not going to risk any injury now because of your, that's yeah. I mean, it means me it just, along your point right there. It's like, it's like with the 12 team expanded playoff now, mm-hmm. like a team like Michigan, right? When you're playing Iowa, why even, play a starter in that game at all exactly you're not going to fall out of the top 12 even no. if you get your ass kicked in the game you're not falling out of the top 12 worst case scenario you fall to like eight yeah for sure you know it's like it's like it's like it's a uh, I, don't, it, I don't know it, it, this, it's, it's one of those things where it's like uh, a 12 team playoff was just dumb to begin with i think there should have been eight teams and there should have been automatic qualifiers i always thought it should be the top top six yeah i always thought why I don't expend it 12 i only did six because that way you have it's all a, it's your just six an un, it's an uneven number for me though well it's an even number but like when you're making a bracket yeah it's just a little funky well you looking. give the top two teams the buy so yeah. you have the semis and then you go into that mm-hmm. um a quote here from mike Dorbell. i'm disgusted and infuriated with the committee's decision today to have that was earned on the field taken away because a small group of people decided they knew better than the results of the games. What is the point of playing games? Do you tell players it is okay to quit if it's someone goes down? Do you not play a senior on senior day for fear of injury? Where is the motivation for scheduling challenging non-conference games? We are not a we're not only a undefeated Power Five conference champ, but we also play play two top two Power Five non-conference games away from home. And one, both of them understand mm-hmm. that we are supposed to think that this understand that understand how we are supposed to think this is acceptable way to evaluate the team. Yeah. You know, the two games he's talking about played LSU neutral site, but it was in Orlando away from home. Mm-hmm. And then just because how the year it was this that time of the year, they split off years. They were at yeah. Florida. I mean, that's just kind of like how we were talking about right there with, you know, it's injuries do you just sit people out now i do Mm -hmm. think that i'm not i so i was talking to you about this before but so i think that they got the best teams in do i think it's the most the right decision 
from a deserving standpoint, no, because Florida State deserved to be in from what they did all year. From how the committee approached it, they took the best four teams to this point and put them in. Do I agree with it? No. I think Florida State should have got in just based off of that, mm-hmm. but I do think that the best four teams are in. Though. That's personally what See, I think. I just I disagree with that statement because of the Washington situation. Because I, I know it, you know it, Washington – would be the underdog against Michigan, Alabama, Texas, Ohio State, Georgia, and Georgia. Yeah, they're all un- they're underdogs to all those teams. They're a four and a half point favorite, right? Underdog right now, I believe, unless it dropped mm-hmm. to four. Right now, to Texas. To Texas. I gotta. What do you think the line would be between Washington and Georgia? Based Georgia, on the fact that Oregon was a nine and a half point favorite against Washington, probably looking at about like twelve and a half. Exactly, I would say somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And t- for that, I it's it's just it, it boggles the mind for me. That... I know the line for Florida State, <clears throat> Michigan would have been a twelve point favorite. Michigan, yeah. Right now, the line for Bama, Michigan, last I checked was Michigan one and a half. Yeah, and it might have it's it's it'll probably be close to a pick 'em by the time game time is, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I just think that it they looked at the two teams, yeah. And they said, well, one team they looked ahead. Obviously, there's a and there's an article out now from Ke- or Heather Dinich about it. Yeah, about like the ins- they looked they looked watched the game on a- the ACC title game, mm-hmm. and they used that as like a look ahead spot in a sense where yeah. Like, oh, they pro- projected what they think Florida yeah. State would do against a Michigan. And they, to me, a couple of reasons why that's terrible, but you know, I'll let you go. But I think that they they just kind of deleted the North everything up to like the North Alabama game. So mm-hmm. they took they pretty much got rid of all that and put the three best the three games they played. Yeah. Did they look acceptable? No, but they won. Mm-hmm. They did not look they look. It was ugly in offense. Really rock solid on defense and special teams. But you know, do I think they would beat Alabama right now? No. Do they think they beat Michigan? No. Do they deserve to be in? Yes, because they went undefeated and were a Power Five champ. This would be a different yeah. story if it was like, you know, they take the UCF or Cincinnati approach. Mm-hmm. I understand that, even though Cincinnati, yeah. beat, I think Indiana and Notre Dame that a couple years ago. But yeah. like you go, you run the gauntlet. And they just didn't get in. I want to ask you, because I asked you earlier, but like, do you blame, you know, a couple years ago when they were, the commissioners were all voting about this and mm-hmm. all the power five teams, except for the Alliance, the big 10, the ACC PAC 12 team and commissioners voted yeah. against expansion, which would have happened this year. It slowed down the process, which kicked into mm-hmm. next year. If it, if they were all clear with it, they were they were upset after what happened to the SEC going after OU in Texas. So they said, whoa, 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 we're going to slow it down. Yeah. But really what happened was the Big Ten kind of went a little, tri- little fool's gold, tricked yeah. the ACC and Pac-12 while they were kind of just asking to be slowed down. They were, that, they were just getting time to go get other poach teams. And so yeah. now then you got caught, you blocked it, and pushed it to next year. So in a way, the ACC has – Every is every right as part of this problem mm-hmm. with because we could have a spot right now where Liberty and Florida State are playing each other to see who wants to play yeah. Bama, and so now it's like, well, you kind of did this to your own self. 
But I, it's just one of those things you won't ever probably see again because it won't happen because of the extended playoff. Yeah. I do want I mean, to ask you, though, is there brand yeah. is there brand bias with this, with Bama? I think to a degree, yeah. I think we all know to a degree it is. If if it was Bama, if it wasn't Bama and it was like a different SEC school even, like not Georgia specifically, but like Missouri. Mm-hmm. If it was down between Florida State and Missouri, I think Florida State gets in over Missouri. Even yeah. if Alabama has, even if Missouri had the exact same resume as Alabama, mm-hmm. I think Florida State gets in. I think to a degree having Alabama I think a lot of people have said this before, but I do believe it. I believe there's people in the committee who feel like it gives legitimacy that they were scared of. If you take Alabama out, it takes away legitimacy of the playoff, which I think is, you know, baloney. But, you know, that's here nor there. But it's, man, it's just, it's just infuriating to me. Do you, it's, I want to ask you this. Yep. Is, it would, is Florida State, would they be? Are they one of the four best teams? Right now, one of the four best teams right now, probably not. Okay, and I think that's what the committee looked at at the end of the day and was like. And I, you know, I don't want to say but, the committee went the the rough route yeah. because they they had they were at like the crossroad where we take the easy path here and just kind of, or do we take the rough route and just really screw up? And I kind of. I don't want to say feel bad for the committee because either way, as soon as Georgia lost, it became the domino effect because now you mm-hmm. had ever, someone was going to get pissed off here. It was yeah. either going to be Alabama or it was going to be Florida State. And they just, there was a funny thing. They just kind of spun the wheel and said, all right, it landed on you guys. You're going to get in. Yeah. Did you see the Michigan video though? How like, yeah, I saw the Michigan off. video. They were, they weren't pleased about it. I don't think no. so. I don't, it's um. Do you wish there was twelve teams right now? I guess then, because you wish they. Would I mean, in. obviously, if I could be in the playoff, but you gotta have a home playoff game at Doak right now. I know. You know, play the Liberty. Against a Liberty team, we'd probably murder. Hey, listen, Jamie Chadwell and the Flames. I, just, I mean, to just, a degree, they played the they played the worst schedule in the sport, though. And they like, got so in over SMU and SMU. Yeah, which was bull crap. Let's be honest with ourselves. So there's the criteria there too. So yeah. there mm-hmm. they so they brought Boo Corkin back on after yeah. they announced the playoff or the New Year's Six mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Shout out college football talk playoff or New Year's Six Bowl game, Orange Bowl, Georgia, FSU. Anyway, they took it, they asked him, they said, How did you decide Liberty over SMU? Because SMU yeah. comes in an AAC winner. Yep. Go in the two lane. What a job by um, Rhett Lashley and them. Go in mm-hmm. there. Shout out Willie Fritz too. Great yep. job at Tulane. He takes the Houston job. So good job there. Anyway, so SMU comes in eleven and two, champ conference championship winner. Their two mm-hmm. losses are two at or both at Oklahoma and TCU. Yeah, Liberty thirteen and zero conference championship winner. All to them. Great job. Strength of schedule one hundred and thirty third in the country. Like the worst strength of schedule, mm-hmm. and again, yeah. you can't control that on your end, but it's just like how the chips fall. I mean, I mean, to a degree, you to can a degree you can because you choose your non. But we're talking about like the yeah, the non-conference is what it is, but like the conference, mm-hmm. like you can't yeah, you can't that. win the conference. Yeah. So you look at that, and you're like, they asked him. They said, "What made you make that decision?" He mm-hmm. said, "Pretty much along the lines of, well, they just they did what they need. They they just won. They won. They kept winning." 
Yeah. But then you look at, so you, all right, okay. Okay. So you, and if, cause on the rankings, it's 23rd is Liberty, 24th SMU. So like literally yeah. like that close. Splitting hairs. Yeah. And now you take that. So you're like, okay, might as well, that would be right for FSU and Alabama, right? You're like, yeah. Yeah. Let's not, yeah. Well, they won, but now nah, we're not putting it in because now we, we ignore, they both were conference champion. Okay. Strength of schedule, it's Bama's favored. Let's look at the win loss yeah. record. FSU has no losses. They should yeah. be in, right? And you're like, no, can't do that. I just, it's it's the worst feeling ever because like, it's it stinks it's, too for Florida State because it felt mm-hmm. like this was like that that last ride documentary yeah. where it's like because this was a group a team a lot of transfers a lot of upperclassmen mm-hmm. and now you kind of just got it stolen from you in a sense. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys on this team who were even a part of those old. Um, those bad years. Those Willie Taggart years. Jordan Travis literally probably was part of this reconstruction, like mm-hmm. building this program back up. Jordan Travis was a part of the best and worst Florida State teams of the past decade. This was a t- – Florida State before last year had mm-hmm. won, what, five games? And then the year before was like three? Yeah. So you go from three, five, ten to 13. Mm-hmm. And you're through all the bad stuff. You get to the top, and then it's just, yeah. you just, what do you, like, we did everything you wanted us to do. It's it's unfortunate. You hate it for mm-hmm. the coach. You hate it more for the coaches and the yeah. players. So, you know, I don't really care, like, all these talking heads and non-fans. Like, just shut up. I don't care. But, like. That's it, yeah. I mean. It's the, the, the players and the coaches staff. Like, I don't care what the AD says. I don't care what these mm-hmm. politicians are saying. I don't care yeah. what the ACC is saying. It's the coaches and players you feel the worst for because it's like they were out there grinding hours mm-hmm. and hours upon each day. And then it's like, hey, we're going to For do nothing. It. At it's the, the end commercial of the day, where it's like, oh, we got to be quicker than that with the fishing yeah. rod. Like, that's what it felt like right there. You just had yeah. it yanked away. I do think, though, that we had some really good playoff games. I think they got. The I mean, we'll right. see. We'll, we'll see. We'll do. I I hate I, to say this. But I do hope Alabama gets blown out. Personally, it'll be interesting. That game is going to be interesting. We'll have a playoff preview show closer yeah. to the day. But like you know, we look. You can look ahead here. But like, I do think like looking at this, you're going to have Michigan's kind of built like Georgia was, where the sense mm-hmm. that they're not going to beat themselves. They're going to take advantage of your mistakes. Yeah, and they control the line of scrimmage because Georgia was not able to, and Bama was in. Michigan hasn't seen a quarterback like Jalen Milrow, and if Jalen Milrow can play is play like he did against Georgia, and it really wasn't mm-hmm. that good, but he it was what he was able to do to keep plays alive. He didn't turn the ball over, and he made the right decisions. Yeah, they were going to give Michigan every. It's going to be a big game for JJ McCarthy because we haven't seen him show up at all. Washington, mm-hmm. Texas. A rematch from last year's Alamo game where Washington yep. won Alamo. Um, this one's in, it feels like it's kind of like Washington is kind of getting the eight ball here because two seed, higher ranks, but they got to go to New Orleans, which is Texas. It's gonna be like a Texas home game here. Is so, that what it is? Is it is it new in New Orleans? Yeah, so Michigan's heading to Pasadena and then Washington has to go down to New Orleans as the higher mm-hmm. seed, and they're gonna play for a Texas pretty much Texas neighbor game right there. Yeah, and Texas wins that, they go to Getting pretty much a home game with Houston, so mm-hmm. the I think that game's going to be fascinating. Yeah, that Michigan one, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. But I think I think I, I you know to Alabama, you know to to their point, they got they got kind of screwed having to go all the way to Pasadena 
Yeah. Well, that's what that happens to be the four seed. Fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You kind of just, that's the kind of how the luck of the draw goes right there. Um, let's take a look, though. Do you want to take a look here? This is the 12 team bracket if we had mm-hmm. it this year. So you, yeah. you have yours, you Florida State Liberty, they play Bama. These are all home games as well. So you have Oregon, Missouri, Penn State, mm-hmm. Ohio State. You have two rematches of Penn State, Ohio State, both in the same locations, too. Yep. Georgia play play Ole Miss again at home. Georgia beat them by 35. So, yeah. you know, still be a great atmosphere. I do think it's kind of unfair, though. It kind of sucks, though. Those teams that get the buys, they don't get – they have to go to just to play a neutral site game. They don't get the mm-hmm. home. They should probably get a bowl game or a home game, but that's none That's why I would think it would be home game, home game, neutral site, neutral site. Yeah, but then I guess then – but because then you have six bowl, you have the big six bowl games, and then because mm-hmm. yeah, one, two, three, four, and then five and six. So yeah, just how it, that'll be interesting though going into next year because let me just take a look at like the MLB playoffs now, where teams that have buys have historically since they brought it in last couple of years, like mm-hmm. haven't had much success. So interesting, like momentum is. The like you know we're taking it yeah. the year, but like the Phillies who play bye weeks the last two years, who have playing the wild card, like they just mm-hmm. get hot and then they just keep rolling. And now yeah. you take a team like, take a team like Florida State, just mm-hmm. steamrolls Liberty, just starts gaining momentum, goes into Bama or plays Bama on a neutral site, just just starts rolling, and you know that's going to be a big thing going into next year because do teams that don't play the week before do they get cold? Because that would yeah. be an extra week off as far as like an old month off. So that will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, final thoughts here on the playoff chaos that went down? I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, you know, just something now you can't, you just hate it for the players and the coaching staff. Cause yep. it's something that they did everything they were supposed to do. Do you think now that this whole, do they get, moving now on trying to get out of the ACC because now you're yeah. saying because the ACC think, apparently now is we're not we, you're not good enough for us you can't yeah. provide what we need so we're gonna get we got to get out of here mm-hmm. I, I it's gonna light a fire underneath like the entire fan base in the athletic department to get out mm-hmm. as quick as possible for sure yeah like I, I, I here's an article by a USC fan page pretty much saying that this this is gonna destroy the ACC. Like there there's a there's a legitimate chance that Cal and Stanford, while they still have a little time, back out, join the Mountain West. Because yeah. now you're saying like the ACC, you've pretty much told us mm-hmm. that your ACC, you're just not good enough. You don't yeah. stack up among the rest. And now you have these other Big Ten SEC gaining these big time schools from the Pac-12 and the mm-hmm. Big Twelve. You know, you're saying all right, you guys aren't good enough, and now even the Big Twelve is getting some decent schools coming in. You're like, does the ACC just fall to the bottom of the totem pole here, as far as like yeah. relevancy? Because now you're like, you just told Florida State fans and their players and the team like, Wake Forest, you're not good enough. Miami, no, you're not. You don't. You don't belong among the rest. Mm-hmm. Does this hurt out state rival out of state rivalries? Does do you even bother scheduling Florida going forward? Yeah, I think you do, but like, do you? Well, they don't really hard? have a choice. True, it's, it's but it's right, like, and it's a state legislature. 
but it's I like this, that, but it really is. Does it hurt? I legally can't not play? That's funny. Do you, does it like hurt those kind of like just games? It's like, well, it doesn't really matter because we yeah. win, it doesn't matter. We look at I a mean, team that, you know, regardless, it's a tough, a crazy environment. I was at the game, like mm-hmm. that place was rocking. Florida State did not look, it, did, it wasn't pretty by no stretch of the means. They got the win. So, I mean, yeah. you want to. That's why I just had this feeling a couple weeks ago. This will be my final thought. I just had this feeling a couple weeks ago where when as soon as Travis went down, going those two games are gonna be Florida and Louisville. Mm-hmm. I just I'm like they're gonna have to win. These style points are gonna have to mean something because I'm like this beauty pageant thing, it's so subjective in this committee room. They won't say that, but it is. And the fact that they just they didn't have the style points, the pretty fashion mm-hmm. show points that you're looking for, I guess. Yeah, ended up biting them in the butt because that's really what ended up happening. Because I don't know, the committee saw them. They're like, "Well, mm-hmm. you know, you look like Iowa right now, and we're just we're going to ignore yeah. the fact that you beat LSU, you crushed them, you took out Clemson at Clemson, you did mm-hmm. all of the stuff you needed to do, but but just you just didn't do. We didn't give it the pretty points because we saw what Ohio State did a couple years ago, and they lit up Wisconsin like a Christmas yeah. tree." But you guys didn't do that, so we're not going to let you in. That's what I felt like going into that week, those last couple weeks. I'm like, they're just, I'm like, I've seen, I feel like I've seen this a little bit before, just how subjective it is. Yeah. Did you have that in the back of your mind a little bit? Honestly, no. I legitimately believe if they win these games, how could you leave out an undefeated Florida State team? Yeah. I also didn't have Alabama winning. That wasn't even in my equation. No. I legitimately thought you guys would roll them. And I, but, I, I thought so too, but we didn't. We got. Concerned. But you know, here we are. Here we are. I also thought Oklahoma State would put up a fight. Like, what was that? Of course, I they thought... ki- they kill a Longhorn, put it on their campus, and then get their team gets destroyed by the Longhorns. <laughs> See Quinn Ewers' Instagram post. He went like for Bevo's cousin. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, well, I should have known Undertaker was there. You know, Taker's mm-hmm. a Texas Longhorn. You know, so. They Oakland say no shot. So um, we're going to move on, though. Plenty still to talk about with this and the whole playoff going yeah. forward. We still got two good, we still got games to play. Mm-hmm. Playoff field is set. So, you know, you got to keep, move past this. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Can't really control, out control, but you can't control this anymore. And yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to move on, though, to hot seat questions because I got some questions here and uh, we're going to talk about it. All right. Um, the Heisman finalist just came out. It is Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr., which is like, yeah. And then I don't think he deserved to go. And oh, Michael Penix. Yeah. Thoughts? Who do we like? I, Who got I mean, snubbed? I, like, what do we think here? I mean, you know, I don't know if any guy particularly got snubbed. I I just don't think Michael Harrison Jr. He's going to come in fourth place. Or Marvin, sorry. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to come in fourth place. He didn't need to be there. He didn't even have the most impressive season for a wide receiver. No, Malik Neighbors like, and Romeo Dutte. Malik Neighbors had, had a better later. year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of guys who I think should have been. I mean, whatever guy goes there in fourth place. It's not like it really matters. If, let's say, if Brock Bowers doesn't get hurt and miss a couple mm-hmm. games, do you think he's in there instead of Harrison? Maybe. Maybe I mean, there's a lot of guys you could say. I mean, if Jordan Travis doesn't get hurt, I think if he Carson Beck guy. played 
one hell of a game on Saturday, like I thought, until the, instead mm-hmm. they took the ball out of his hands. I mean, there's a good chance he goes. Yeah. It's I, I mean, I think I think the dumbest thing I've heard is Bama fans saying Jalen Milrow should have gone. Get the heck like, out he doesn't, of here like, with that. And you get benched whatever. by USF. I, that's all I need to know right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, yeah, I feel like he was just kind of like the he's the sitting duck, just kind of like the fill in, like needed four guys. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna be the last guy. I think that it's, you see this happen every year to a degree. Yeah. I think Daniels is the front runner for me. Me too. Um, Vegas has that. They Vegas had going into the Pac 12 title game. I think Bonix was minus 200, and then after the game, he was like plus 2500. Mm-hmm. And Jaden Daniels went from like plus like, like 400 or something to like minus a thousand. So yeah. I think he's going to win it, which I'm perfectly fine with. It's you're putting record aside and you're saying who he, who is the best player in college football? It's Jay mm-hmm. I think yeah. Bo Nix will probably finish second. Penix will go third and it'll be Harrison in that order. I'd be interested mm-hmm. to see the total top 10 though. Yeah. I mean, Especially like who was fifth? I would think it'd be Beck, right? Or Beck or Milrow. In that order, five, six. I think so. Yeah, so, somewhere around there. Um, who do you think anybody snubbed in your opinion? No, I don't think anybody got some. Well, it's, it's one of those things where nobody's. It, it's a, it's a three way race right now to me. I mean, we'll see who wins. I think Jaden Daniels should win, but because his team lost three games, I think there is a legitimate shot that his team that he does not win the Heisman, which is a horrible thing to say. Yeah. It's a horrible thing to say because he had an incredible season, but just because of the way this award has gone, I think there is a shot that the last the guy who should win doesn't win. I think the last time a team a guy won it when the record really didn't help them was Lamar Jackson. I want to yeah think. when they really didn't. But, they had but, three losses, four. Yeah, losses. but they had some really good wins in there. I mean, they had beaten. That was their first year in or second year in the ACC. And they had beaten I know they, three Florida State fifty nine to twenty. Yeah, that was an like, annihilation game. Yeah, there were some there were some really crazy games in there. The problem with Daniels, I think, is just that he did what he was supposed to do. He yeah, his he did what he was supposed to. His let, defense did not do that. So all of the games looked yeah. super close on the on paper. Even I mean, though when you watch the games, they're not that close. No, I mean his defense let Arkansas. Yeah. Only, Put up thirty one. He they let FSU put up forty five. Mm-hmm. Miss Ole Miss put fifty five. Bama yeah. put up forty two. I think mm-hmm. just the defense didn't hold up in their end, but his stats were yeah. remarkable, and that's why I do think he will win it. Um, who is what was the biggest let? Who was the biggest letdown this weekend? The biggest letdown to me was uh, Oklahoma State. Okay. I mean, it doesn't look like they showed up to the game. It, it, I thought, and I think I tweeted this. I said, I think mm-hmm. Texas might put 100 up by the end of half. Yeah, I saw that. I saw you say that, and I was just sitting there like. Because at that point, it was like 21 nothing, or 20, mm-hmm. they put 21 points in like a snap of your finger. Yeah. This is not good. I mean, because well, it was like, it was like Friday, Friday afternoon, there was the whole um, frat house in, in, in Stillwater. So, yeah. Dead Longhorn. Yeah. On their yard. So apparently, though, that was a long-standing rivalry between two like rival frats there, and that mm-hmm. Longhorn was dead before they got it. Yeah, but still, they took a dead Longhorn, vandal, put graffiti on it, and then threw mm-hmm. it on a neighboring 
frat house, which is like the farm and then, house. And then gutted it. Gutted yeah. it so that it would stink, too. Yeah, so, and then, I think, and at first I thought, I'm like, why'd they kill an animal just to put it on your own school's yeah. property? That doesn't really make sense, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get to see that. Oklahoma State just had no fight, but we kind of figured that if you, the stats told you that Texas yeah. was going to light them up. And Quinn Ewer's first half, I was down 23-31, 354, four touchdowns. He threw one pick, but it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Texas first half at 422 yards, 18 first downs, and they had a 21-point lead going into half. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was all I needed to see right there. Yeah. Biggest letdown for me was Georgia. Just – I just knew I was watching this game at a buddy of mine's house who's another Georgia fan. And I just mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, I'm like, the, they come out first drive, just down the field, like, like yeah. just easy. 83 yard score or 83 yard drive score, seven nothing, force Bama into a three and out early. It's just like, all right, here we go. And mm -hmm. then, you know, like a Mary Smith's kind of got, got banged up. He got out, but then they just went so conservative. They, like, they complained, they coached scared. Yeah, smart Boba. Like they got the play calls were atrocious. They got they did they ran the same sh like stupid like toss sweep to the short side of the field multiple times. They didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. They took the the ball out of Beck's hands too many times. Like, yeah, it's just like what I mean. I just don't understand. And every time they got they cut the lead to three. And the defense mm -hmm. needed to make a stop. The defense could not. They got out physical. I mean, just at the line. I mean, you don't see that with Kirby Smart teams like. They got outclassed on the on the line of scrimmage, mm -hmm. which I was. That was what I. I mean, and they held Bama. I think just over a hundred yards rushing, but it just felt like they were. Even when they would get pressure, it just Milro would find a way to get out, and it was mm -hmm. just, you know. And there, you know, if there was some uh, really bad officiating, a little bit, a couple times, that there was yeah. a fourth down catch that should have not counted. It should have been reviewed because it led to a touchdown. It mm -hmm. was. There was that. There was some ticky tack penalties called on Georgia that really were up in the air. And then, but you know, Georgia every year, all year, I've said this. The only yeah. thing that can beat Georgia is themselves, and they did that. Yeah. Fumble inside their own thirty, which led to a field goal. When you had momentum back, when they had cut it to three, you're feeling good. Or I forget what. No, it was seven, and they had cut it, and then they fumbled, and it's just like, oh. And then they false start in the first half. They pushed a 45-yarder to a 50-yarder, and Woodring mm -hmm. hits the post, and then, like, off the crossbar, and it didn't go in. Yeah. That's a difference right there. If that's up for five yards, he makes that. And so they they hurt themselves. They they cost them a playoff spot because they had to win this. I knew this going forward. That's why, like, usually I'm yeah. really ticked off after a loss, and I've really done some stupid stuff after a loss. because. Mm -hmm. But I, I knew this going in. I was like, this is a playoff game. They have to win this because I'm like, there's too much chalk. There was never upset weekend. So there's too much chalk. They had to win mm -hmm. to get in and they lost. They just were the better team that lost because of them really themselves. So, yep. Um, no, and it sucks. I mean, it, it's, it's just like, cause you can't, and Kirby smart said this after the game. He was like, give your take, like give your mm -hmm. you know spiel to be like to the committee. He's like, yeah, he said, like, Bill Hancock said, the four best teams. Yeah. He said, he's like, you can't tell me the team that just went out there is not one of the four best teams. If we're freaking looking at Vegas and power ratings, hell yeah, they are. But you yeah. can't do that. So it just stinks because no team's ever dropped out of the top four after being one going into the final weekend. But 
you know, that's just what happens. I knew this. It was a playoff game mm-hmm. with before the playoffs, and they just they came up short, and sometimes that happens. And uh, we'll see how they finish the year against Florida State. I'd be interesting yeah. how the culture game. That's going to be a big culture game for both teams because you really got to know where each headspace is at for both teams. Because you know, mentally, deep down, you know, in just this day and age, where like if you don't make the playoffs, kind of it's like who gives a shit. Sorry. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. I mean? no, like, you're, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I don't like that because like I like bowl games because you look at these other teams, these I other like schools, these other schools. It's like these are big. Big time things for these any schools, like recruiting mm-hmm. wise, just momentum going into the next year. Like they want to yeah. go out there one final time, and it's like some of these bigger schools. It's like who cares? But it's like you're playing mm-hmm. in a really good bowl game, so like yeah. why not go out there one more time? Final game of the year, build momentum going into the spring, going into next year, because you know some of these guys. The last time they're gonna ever be on a football field, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys. So you know that's why I just think that's like I see too much negativity on social media about this. Like who cares? Just don't even show up. Like, yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? So that's going to be a big game because, like, who who wants to be there more? That's really yeah. what it's going to come down to. Because I know a couple years ago, Texas played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, and Georgia got snubbed of a playoff spot, and they just were like, screw this, dude. They, yeah. they went out there and played like crap and lost by seven, but the score w- was much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. The famous we're back thing. It was five years too early. Because I, I think they're back now. They're back. Now. Oh, hey, shout out Adani Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell, mm-hmm. former Georgia Bulldog legend, two-time champ there, heading to yeah. his third straight playoff. Congrats to him. Let's shout out to him. All right. Yeah. Next question here, Dylan. Uh, who, which bowl game are you looking forward to that's non-playoff? Any or one, two, or three bowls? I mean, I'm looking forward to the Orange Bowl just because, you know, Get to see Florida State one last time this year with the uh, with that team. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same team. They're going to be playing Georgia. You know, it's always good to see. That you know, is first, a first time uh, these two teams have played in a long time. I don't. I can't even name the last time. It's the played. last time both teams have played in the Orange Bowl since playing Michigan each time. Yep. Nice. Yeah, both teams uh, played Michigan. Both teams beat Michigan. There we go. The I was Bowl. at the, I was at the Florida State game, so uh, I know. I the think, I think I think we should go. I, it's like thirteen and a half, right? 14 right now. 14 right now? It went up? Oh, God. Well, I, it opened at 14, I think. It, I, I saw it drop down to 13 and a half on some websites. People put money on – I think that's when people put money on uh, Florida State or Georgia. It just keeps – it'll tick mm-hmm. up. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma versus Arizona. I think that's it's going to be a good up. game. You know, there's a couple other good ones in there. You know, the Sun Bowl between Notre Dame and uh, Oregon State. The Peach Bowl. Penn State, Ole Miss. Very intriguing mm-hmm. one, only because now you get Ole Miss's offense, which is good. Penn State's yeah. defense is really good. But mm-hmm. then you look, the Ole Miss's defense is eh. And then you have Penn State's offense, which is eh. So you're really yeah. going to see who wants to be there. Pop-Tart Bowl, only because of the edible mascot. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of a shame. You know, we have the Fiesta Bowl, the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Cheese it bowl, and we haven't had this is the first time we're getting an edible mascot. What flavor pop tart that's gonna be determined? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, it you know, speaking back on bowls, just reading through some of this information from like I don't know if you've read this article from the athletic yet, but pretty much the ACC did not plan a scenario where Florida State did not get into the playoff here, <laughs> so oh, they man. did not have any of the bowl games set up. At all, so now uh, Syracuse is playing in the um, 
Boca Raton Bowl. Yeah, against USF. Shout mm-hmm. out the Mighty Bulls. You got uh, Georgia Tech is only playing UCF because UCF played Duke last year, and the ACC forgot that until yeah. about an hour before things were supposed to be announced. That's what I saw that originally got announced, and I'm like, hey, they just played each other last year. Yeah. Uh, Duke is going to the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, Louisville was pretty much the entire ACC directive had, you know, 100% belief, win or lose, Louisville will be our team going to the Orange Bowl. And when That's they weren't, yeah. they kind of freaked out for a second because they did not have another bowl game lined up for Louisville to play in. Well, then if they thought Louisville – well, then they should have just had – Never, I never mind. I yeah, because pretty much the Gator Bowl, Holiday Bowl, and Pop Tart Bowl, right, would be the three premium tier bowls that the ACC can go to. That isn't New Year's Six, right? Mm-hmm. The predicted ones that the ACC thought it would be would be NC State, Clemson, and North Carolina. Yeah, but because of what happened at Louisville, they kind of freaked out, and now who's playing in the bad bowl? Somebody's playing in not a good bowl. I think it's I think it's like uh, North Carolina. No, they're playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, so they've fallen out of the like top bowls. They're playing West Virginia. Yeah, the Mounties go for nine wins. Yeah, but instead of getting to go to the Holiday Bowl, Gator Bowl, or Pop Tart Bowl, they've fallen down to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I wonder if Drake May is going to play in that game because if he doesn't, look out for the Mounties. Yeah, but also North Carolina did that to themselves because North Carolina really sputtered at the end of the year. Yeah, which was unfortunate because how good of a start they had. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying North Carolina did anything at all. I'm just saying the yeah, ACC. they just didn't have a plan. Yeah, that's kind of like the committee did. They just didn't yep. have a plan. Just kind of look ahead, you know. See, it's all one big bad problem. Mm-hmm. In this, um, all right. Our final hot seat question here is an early Natty prediction. Who who do you think gets it done? I think it's going to be Texas versus Michigan. Who do you think wins though? Texas. Same. Hook'em horns, horns up. Horns, horns up. up guys. Hook'em horns. SEC Hook brethren. Hook'em horns. Hook'em horns. Hook'em horns. Uh, only because Quinn Ewers looks like a really pop, like a country pop star, and Aiden he's Aiden. looking crazy right now. I mean, he's playing crazy right now too. I cannot imagine. I mean, he might do incredible things versus that Washington defense, and he will. He will. Yeah. Washington, I mean, you know, they. It'll be interesting because Washington can get after the quarterback. It's going to be. Yeah. Real, I think the biggest thing is for that game, is Washington be able to run the football because mm-hmm. Washington because Texas is a top five run defense and Dylan Johnson, who's been really good as of late. Yeah, and he had that same success. Washington's really good at playing in close games. Texas likes to make the games not competitive. So really interesting one there. That I I agree, Texas. All right, we're going to move on, though. Transfer portal talk, because transfer portal, in the midst of everything, mm-hmm. opened up yesterday. Yep. And over 1,100 kids have already entered and yep. continues to rise. Just a few notable names I got here are Dylan Gabriel, OU quarterback, Julian Fleming, and Kyle McCord, both heading out from Ohio State. Yep. Will Rogers, DJ Uyunglele, Cam Moore, Tyler Van Dyke, Riley Leonard, Dante Moore, Brock Vandergriff, Evan Stewart, and Walter Nolan heading out from A&M. Juice mm-hmm. Wells from South Carolina, Bryson Barnes, our pig farmer from Utah, and London Humphrey, the speedy Vanderbilt receiver. Who is the biggest name off that list that you're most intrigued to see where they fall? 
Uh, I think Kim Ward, personally, I really want to see where that guy ends up. I feel bad for Washington State in this situation right now. You know what I mean? You're losing. Oregon State, too. I mean, they just Oregon lost State too. They yeah, lost Oregon, their starting yeah, quarterback their, and, and their, their backup. Head, and their head coach. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Oregon State has a better chance of getting something figured out than Washington State does. Mm-hmm. Do I think Oregon State's just a better job than Washington State? Yeah. I mean, do you think Florida State goes into the portal for a quarterback? Yes. Yes. I who do. do you? Who do you? Who are you trying to look at? Who do I want? I've heard Uyunglele. I was gonna say I think Uyunglele ends up being the guy. I would like Cam Ward. I think Cam Ward would be the perfect guy to transition because mm-hmm. his play style isn't the exact same as Jordan Travis, but he definitely is more mobile like a Travis. Yeah. Personally, I think it ends up being Uyunglele, though. Do you just think? Because I think, yeah, I think I think Uyunglele has already like... played in the ACC. He knows the territory. He's a guy who has experience, who will be wanted. But Florida State would easily jump to the top of any list of uh, teams that want him. Mm-hmm. Especially now they're getting all this nil money. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the pissed off money is what we like to call it these days. Yeah, I mean it's uh, <laughs> it's money. I mean <laughs> it's money. It's money. Yeah, I'm looking at Walter Nolan mm-hmm. from A and M, especially for Georgia, because that D line you're losing a bunch of guys that were seniors, and I need more. I need some pass rushers on the those edge rushers. Smile yeah. London is really good. Michael Williams is really good, but there's. Chas Chambliss is a good player, but he's not a difference maker. And I think Georgia, it really showed against Bama because Bama's tackles are really good run blocking, as yeah. you saw. But when they got, when there was blitzing or heat from an edge rusher, they got struggled a little bit. And I think that's what mm-hmm. you need these days with these quarterbacks, as passing games all over, need good rushers. And they need to sound up that D line because they need to really amp up the run defense a lot more better going into next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need to get a solid receiver. There's rumors out there. London Humphrey from Vanderbilt might go is a crystal ball for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I need, they need a solid guy from the portal. So I think Walter Nolan would be huge, but we'll see if they do anything there. Um, we're going to move on though, to our final segment of today's show uh, is winners and losers of the week. And uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. So my winners of the week are Jalen Milrow, and because just I, you know, he if he wanted to beat Georgia this weekend, he was going to have to play his best game, and I think mm-hmm. he did. Didn't turn the ball over. Were there a couple plays that should have been picked off? Yeah, Carson Beck threw three, th- should have thrown three picks, but he didn't. So, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, he made the plays that won't show up in the stat sheet, where he was able yeah. to get around. He took, he got sacked a couple times still, but still was able to bounce right back, back up. Didn't even do it at all, really, without hitting any deep shots. He mm-hmm. only had maybe like two shots, maybe, that were caught. And one of them was a fourth down catch. It should have been never been caught. But none of like the historical deep shots that we've seen from him. Yeah. So that was really impressive to see. And uh, kudos to him. You know, the his his legs ended up being the difference maker, which I mm-hmm. knew going in was going to have to be something Georgia was going to have to figure out and stop because they couldn't let him get it. Get take over like that. My other one is Quinn Ewers. Just I mean, I read you off the numbers from earlier 
earlier in the show about his first it, half it's numbers. It's crazy numbers, to be honest. Like that's set, like insane. He set the Big Twelve record for passing yards in the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw. I think he ended up with four touchdowns. Ended up four or five touchdowns, and just a complete takeover. Didn't mess around. Yeah, and posted on his story saying for Bevo's cousin. So, book of points. Uh, yeah, those are my winners. Um, my biggest winner of the week is definitely Alabama. Mm-hmm. Just the team in general. You know, big win over Georgia, snapping Georgia's twenty-nine game winning streak. Um. Getting into the playoff, even though you know, you know, we can, <laughs> we can talk about, yeah, you know, we can, we, you know, that's a different conversation in general. But you know, to Alabama, just doing it, getting it done, and then my second is to Liberty, um, getting it done, undefeated season, getting that playoff or not playoff bid, but New Year's Six bid, mm-hmm. which next year would be a playoff bid. Yeah, so it's um. That's a massive win for that program. We can, you know, obviously we were debating earlier, do they even deserve that shot? But in a, in a vacuum, big weekend for them. Big weekend for them. That's a – it's going to be really interesting how the committee approaches next year's playoff field, especially with that one spot that's um goes to the winner of the group of five because yeah. you've got to make the same criteria the same for both – for the Power Five teams and – the power four now too. Power four and the group of five going forward. So yeah. really going to be um, something to keep in mind going forward because this year there's two separate criteria. So which can mm-hmm. happen. My losers of the week are UGA's coaching staff. I thought they yeah. were. It was uh, they got out coached. It was a conservative approach after you started off really good, but then they just got really conservative for some reason, as if like they had like a. 10 point lead in the fourth quarter was trying to milk the clock. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. They play they coach scared after like they just beat this team. Yeah. It's like, why are we playing scared again? And so I got frustrated just from a fan's perspective because I was like, this they taken the ball out of Carson Beck's hands. They I thought, mm-hmm. and I give Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey all the credit in the world. Like yeah. those are two tough SOBs because playing but they played two out. They played too long out there. They were hurt. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they weren't hundred percent. But you have guys that are healthy on the sideline. Why aren't they in the game? Making yeah. because I can tell you right now, I'd rather have Dylan Bell out there than I would Lad McConkey. Just because he's healthy, he can be a difference. I don't need him just being out there to be a diversion. Because you know, off defenses are going to pick up on that. So I just thought they got out coached, and that's why they're a loser for me. Mm-hmm. And. Even like there's a clip from Kirby Smart's post game speech in the uh, in the locker room, which is really good watch. Um, yeah, just talking about like how like we're not going anywhere. Like it's falls, you know, falls on you guys, but it falls on us too. Like like we mm-hmm. we got to be better too. And I thought it was yeah. really good. The playoff committee was my second loser only because they got put into a lose lose situation, and at the end of the day, they made a decision. Was it the right one yeah. or not? That's for up to debate, and it just it was going to piss off one fr- one team or another. So, and that's where, and the lack of criteria not being met or being lack of criteria, no set in stone, the actual mm-hmm. like requirements. They're just kind of feels like they made stuff up on the fly. And, yeah. you know, they ended up leaving out a team that deserved to be in. Were they one of the best teams? Probably not at this point, but they should have been in. So that's where yeah. 
that's where I just felt like it, they got put in a spot where it's like you really were not going to win in either way. Yeah. They were um, expecting Georgia to win, which was Yeah, that's, really that's my biggest thing is that the committee obviously was expecting things that did not happen. And you can't were, do that if you're on the yeah, committee. They were expecting Florida State to lose, and they were expecting Georgia to win. Yeah. Both those things didn't happen. So then they ran into a flux situation where they were like, Oh, how do you make the least amount of people upset by doing the most upsetting thing possible? Because mm-hmm. you know, they, not only do they say you know Alabama gets in, but then they try to back talk a lot of the things and say, "Oh, came down to the final seconds in that room." No, it's like, come on, come on. Uh, no, no. They, these, uh, these were conversations that happened over weeks. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I'm just, I knew as soon as he went down that Florida game and Louisville game. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I'm like, unless this defense, no matter how good the defense plays, I'm like, they're going to need style points. And I think yeah. the committee's like, well, we're not going to tell you that, but we're going to see that. And, yeah. again, lose-lose spot, unfortunate. but And, and it, it just sucks especially to me with that defense because, man, that, that's it. That, is, that defense was crazy. If, if Jordan Travis is in, mm-hmm. I mean, this team is legit to make it win, win the title. I think yeah, they were – because if, if they have Jordan Travis at quarterback, I'd be, you know, we can disagree on this or whatever. I think they probably blow out Florida based on the fact that their defense, like after after that first quarter, Florida's offense could do nothing yeah. against Florida State's defense. Problem was Florida State just didn't have the passing game going and they couldn't move the ball efficient enough. And that's what like all eyes were on. And Florida, yeah. Yeah, it's like. And the same thing happened with Louisville. Yeah. I mean, Louisville, Louisville's offense could do nothing. But neither they could really do literally. They couldn't get past the fifty yard line. I mean, Florida was, State couldn't either. I mean, Florida State had to start going to the Wildcat. It was how yeah. bad it was. So neither mm-hmm. that was a bad one. And you know, yeah. it was it was bad conditions, but still, it's like that's not by the end of the day. Like that's what they were looking for. And yep, it is unfair too because they won both games with a third string in. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know. I don't. It's just bad for either way you look at it. Yep. I mean. Uh, what can you do, right? Okay, just gotta look ready for the Orange Bowl and next year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, my my biggest loser of the week personally is definitely Iowa. <laughs> I mean, just try to pitiful, like you, just a pitiful you know, performance versus Michigan. Did they? I think they crossed midfield one time. I, they I got did, to the fifty-two, and then they fumbled it. I think. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they fumbled. Uh, yeah, you know, Cade McNamara. <laughs> well, he was hurt. It was he was uh, hurt, yeah, but just, uh, his talking, his talking all season. Oh, I remember he was talking. Oh, about what changed? How, and he was talking about how he was like telling the the staff about like the Michigan offense and stuff. I'm yeah, like, like shut up, dude. I'm like, ah, it's like oh, not doing God. anything. Oh man, God, that's not to say JJ McCarthy's a good quarterback. I think he's proved the past couple of weeks this dude is not a good quarterback. I heard people saying that, oh, he should go leave for the NFL, but it's like he's not getting drafted. No, he's not. Like he's not even he's not even gonna, gonna get like an undrafted waiver. They're gonna tell him like go back to school. <laughs> like, but no. Like don't forfeit. You're not going anywhere. It's like when you get told like don't you're, quit not your day tall, job. you're not tall enough to ride the ride. It's like yeah. why don't you wait another year and yeah. see if you grow some right there? Come back next year. Yeah, come back next year until you meet that requirement. Yeah. That's um boy, oh boy. Michigan, I, I I think that I just think they don't. 
if that same Bama team comes out, they're they're going to give Michigan a fit right now. Yeah, and we've yeah, seen Harbaugh, and we've seen this Michigan teams last couple of years. They have they go just beautifully through the regular season, and then they mm-hmm. just fall right on their face. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one for sure. I just I yeah I mean to me, I think it's funny that people were like, oh, you can't put Florida State. Michigan would blow them out. Like, like as if Michigan blows out teams. No. They blow I mean, really bad teams. I mean, people, people, the funny thing is, is that they were like, Florida State's pretty much Iowa now. And it's like, Michigan barely, like, they couldn't do anything against Iowa for most of the game. Like, what do you... <laughs> right? No, and, and you know, credit Iowa's defense. Hey, look at yeah. look at the bright side for Iowa fans. Ference is gone after this year. The boogeyman's gone. At least mm-hmm. the OC is. Kirk's still there, but you may and, have uh, killed the man, but you will never kill the idea. The dynasty personally. still reigns. The Ferentz dynasty. Did you know he got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty in the game? The Brian Ferdinand's? Yeah, I saw he was throwing a fit. It's like if only he had that much passion about his offense all year. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, that's uh that's all we got today here. But subscribe, mm-hmm. guys. Make sure you guys are subscribing. We're 19 subscribers away from that triple digit mark so make sure you guys if you know anybody that's watching and it's not subscribed tell them to subscribe because it's unacceptable mm. that they're watching and they're not um yeah. make sure they're, they're listening on spotify if you do that and if you're following if you're listening on spotify you're following on spotify as well um may or may not have another show this week um that we'll, we'll figure up. it out we'll yeah figure we'll figure it out. it out if we do We'll be right here Thursday. Make sure you guys are ready. And if we're not, let's see if Army Navy. Will... Mm-hmm. Quick thought though, prediction there. Just go Army, beat Navy. Uh, I'm liking the Army. All right, we're gonna we're gonna roll with Army. I got I got a friend who goes to West Point too, so like, right. I gotta get him the credit there. There we go. Shout out Army. All right, we will be back next time. Make sure you mm-hmm. guys are subscribing, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. See you guys. Yep.